Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. I'm recording this on Tuesday, October 7th, and the cool thing about this is it's anniversary day for the wife and I, but I snuck off for a few minutes just to record today's program so I can make sure that you guys have content for tomorrow. So uh, thank you guys for uh, hopping on the show and listening. We always appreciate it. Make sure if you haven't done so, you head over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to the show, and give us a little subscribe button. We really, really appreciate it. And while you're doing the subscribing, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, uh, and be, give yourself the ability f- uh, to watch the program itself live uh, when you go on Facebook and like the Business Bros page at Business Bros Pod or um head over to youtube hit the little bell and then every time we post i post the episodes usually for the week on sunday and then you guys can check them out and uh see them live there so either way plenty of ways to get more business bros action but today um it's just me hernan is here host the business bros podcast um i have no co-host today mainly because on the calendar we had scheduled no podcast but uh i knew i had to get a piece of content in so that's it we got to get it going and so here we go let's rock and roll you guys ready all right so 365 pairs of shoes by the way is what we're shooting for so if you haven't done so already uh holiday season's coming uh, around the corner hit james up 619-84-0045 or james at csfirst.com if you have new shoes you shoes or you want to donate cash uh hit james up and then we'll make sure that he coordinates with you and he'll ride over in his harley and pick up the shoes we are currently at 229 pairs of shoes and uh we're hoping to make that increase all the way to the 365 marker and we know that with the holiday season approaching uh you're going to be around friends and family so uh if you're feeling in a thankful mood or you know christmas is around the corner and uh, you want to help contribute to that we'd really appreciate it uh, if you you or your organization help contribute to the shoe drive so thanks a lot guys for all the donations and i know we're going to get to the 365 marker uh, really soon here so all right let's get on with today's program so a couple things um one which is kind of a funny story uh I was just eating dinner right now a little while ago with the with the family and I'm trying to get my son to eat broccoli right <clears throat> now he's uh, nine years old and getting a nine-year-old to eat broccoli is kind of tough so um, my uh, my mother-in-law is actually over for dinner today and she made this like sauce that she likes to do with the dipping into the broccoli um, and so try to use that tactic to give him just a little bit of a different flavor and then uh, that kind of worked, but I bribed him with some more electronic time, right? So <clears throat> normally he's allowed to hop on electronics at 7.30 in the evening, um, but I gave him an extra 30 minutes if he ate his broccoli, and looks like it worked out well. <clears throat> now, with that being said, it kind of started, it, it made me think of a, a lot of different uh, situations that I've seen people kind of hesitant, knowing that it's something that they need to do, and yet something stops them from doing it. 
you can say anybody anybody i wonder if any of you have ever been in that type of situation you know like um i need to go to the gym but and i know i should go it's better for me it's better for my body but i don't want to wake up um i know i got to get these emails answered and uh it's something that's going to be bothering me for the rest of the day probably bother me in the evening i'm not going to really be able to go to sleep you know comfortably knowing that i hadn't completed that but i'll get to that later like we all have those things that uh, we hesitate to do because for whatever reason, we don't want to conquer that thing right here in that moment, you know? And so with my son, one of these tactics that I gave him to finish the broccoli is dude, just do it. Pop that broccoli in your mouth, chew, chew, chew and swallow. And that's kind of the advice I want to give you guys when it comes to some of these tasks that you need to do on a regular basis, right? Some of these tasks that are meticulous in what you need to do. Some of them are daily tasks. Some of them are major projects uh, that you want to tackle. Just do it. Get out there and take action and get it done. The moment you start taking action, you're progressing towards the end goal, right? You're getting to that end spot. Today, I had the uh, opportunity to talk to a bunch of teachers, um, me and two other co-presenters. Shout out to uh, Marie Champagne and uh, Sally. Um, we were, or Shelly, sorry, Shelly. Um, and we were, we were talking to different teachers that are interested in either the financial algebra class that I teach or are currently teaching that course. And the topic of discussion for today wasn't really curriculum based, right? Um, most of the curriculum we have laid out, if they need help, we can help them with that, that sort of stuff. Today was kind of getting that mindset in place, right? The way you think about the course and the way you want your students to think about the course. Most of us have this hesitation when it comes to talking about personal finance, right? Let me give you an example. We were sitting around talking about our experiences with money growing up. And um, I know from my experience as a tax preparer, when it comes time to sit down and talk to somebody about their personal finance, um, that's a moment that most people tend to really open up. I always call it a therapy session, right? When I come in and sit down with a client and talk about their taxes and talk about their finances, it's therapy, they are justifying their financial choices to me, the tax preparer. And they may not know that they're doing that, but that's that's essentially what they're doing. Oh, I bought this because I thought it was tax deductible or I was producing income or, you know, I it was just a vacation or can we write it off this? You know, they're trying to justify the purchases, their habits that they're making. So one of the reasons why I know that people have a hard time sharing their personal finance experiences with their children or with other friends and families and why talking money tends to be one of those things that becomes taboo is because our spending habits are a window into our habits, our life habits. So we project this image of who we are whether it's to our friends and families, whether it's a projection on social media or whatever the situation is. But we're doing it because it's who we think we are, who we pretend to be, um, who we want to be. But if you look at people's spending habits, if you look at where they're actually spending their money, it could be a whole different story. Maybe you open up the door to a gambling habit. Maybe you open up the door to, um, you know, a, a drug habit. Maybe you open up the door to a compulsive habit, right? Maybe I'm buying certain things on a regular basis, purses, candy, uh, Starbucks, whatever it is. They're things that are spending habits 
will open up uh will 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 look at ourselves as one thing but our spending habits will dictate another so for example have you ever had anybody um or maybe in your life where uh, you're trying to learn about money right you're trying to learn about what's going on maybe you were a kid and maybe you were in high school and you see mom's checkbook and you kind of open up the checkbook not really to um you know take money or anything like that you're looking at it out of pure curiosity you're looking at this checkbook because you notice that every time she makes a transaction she writes it down you're looking at the checkbook because it has carbon copies of the check something you've never seen before so you're looking at this checkbook and mom catches you looking at the checkbook and she right away grabs it and she's more like you know hey that's none of your business uh stay away from that you know that's our that's our money issues you don't need to worry about that like that is a reaction that many people get and that is something that perpetuates over generations we don't talk about money it's a it's not something we talk about that's none of your business that's something that's for me only well i mean think about that for a second why is it that they got that hesitation in the first place why is it that they don't want to talk about their money or their financial situation it's not really because of the financial situation i feel it's more about the spending habits If you look at what that person is spending, if you look at what that person is buying on a regular basis, it tells you a little bit more about stuff. I mean, we all have those little surprises, right? It's a nice thing about Amazon. It comes, it's discreet. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what people are into. But having it logged down, right? This is the same reason why people don't like you looking at their journals or their diaries or stuff like that. These are your internal thoughts. These are your actual, this is you at its most vulnerable state. So when somebody comes to you and wants to talk about money, wants to talk about personal finance, you're opening up the doorway to vulnerability. You're opening yourself up to the skeletons that you might have in your closet, right? So this is why when I sit down with a tax with a tax client, it's therapy. They are justifying all the expenses and all the things they've done throughout the year, trying to rationalize making it making their choice a valid choice. Does that make sense? So I got to sit down today um, and talk to teachers about that, um, about the different types of mindsets that we want to have in the classroom. And so in the classroom, when I talk to these students about finance, personal finance, one of the advices I gave the teachers themselves is to open up and be vulnerable with the students. There are a lot of kids out there. There are a lot of parents out there. You might be listening and you might be this person yourself where you don't talk about money in your household. It's just not the topic you talk about. Well, if that's happening at home, how does that translate to the classroom? If a kid can't get an, a question about their own finances answered at home and the teacher in the classroom is not willing to talk about it, then where are they going to get the answers? The textbook is not always the place to go. Good thing, fortunately for us, we have things like YouTube today. We have podcasts that we can listen to. There's a lot of different opinions um, and perspectives that you can go out and search for in order to get a, an opinion for yourself, right? But that doesn't mean that it's going to resonate well with you, right? The message that you're receiving may be a good message, maybe a, a, a very good concept or perspective or idea when it comes to personal finance, but it doesn't ring true to you because it's not exactly the situation you're rolling in. So one of the things I, I asked the teachers to, to, to talk about is themselves, their own personality. What is it that you're doing on a regular basis? What hole did you step in financially? How did you get yourself out of that hole, right? Everybody has those situations. Maybe I went to the bank and I opened a bank account. I didn't understand that this expensive bank account was going to cost me $20 a month. 
because I didn't maintain a minimum balance or something like that, or I didn't set up my direct deposit, or I didn't set up overdraft fees, whatever financial situation you've gotten into, the learning experience that you had in getting out of it is something worth sharing, right? It's something that your kids will benefit from. If you're talking about the teacher's perspective, it's something that the students will benefit from. Not just that. I mean, we are in a in a weird spot when it comes to social media, for example. On social media, all you hear is the good stories. You hear about, look at, I just purchased a car. Look at, I just bought a house. But what about the details, right? I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with some, some of the details, but some of those details are exactly where we need to be. Some of those details are the stories and the lessons that we can pass on, right? Like if we only shared the good positive aspects of our life, we'd skip all the important lessons that are in the failures. The failures and the mistakes that we make, those are the places where we learn the most. And so I'm trying to encourage our teachers to be open to talk about those failures, to talk about those mistakes so that other students don't step in the same hole. You know, and overall, I think it was a good experience for for the people who were in the in the uh, training today. We got to talk about you know mindset, which is a huge thing, and we got to talk about different people's personalities. Um, I even got an idea on how to do certain segments for uh, the podcast, for example, looking at other other examples. Um, and I think uh, overall, it it benefited those teachers who were there so that they better prepare themselves for teaching the class. Now, I've been doing it for four years. A lot of them, this is their first year that they're going to be teaching it. So it's kind of cool to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of so that you can get a a little bit of perspective when it comes to the content, a little bit of perspective when it comes to uh, different things that you use in your personal life as well as your um, school life. So I'll I'll give you an example of that. So... I am pretty honest when it comes to sharing the situations that come up in class. So if a kid has a question, I'm pretty honest. I try to answer it as honestly as possible so they know the exact scenario. So one question that I always get asked of when we uh, when we get into the banking section is we start asking about, do you use a credit card? Do you use a debit card? That sort of stuff. <clears throat> and so I like to share the idea of, of well, it's, it's really, I got it from a Dave Ramsey thing, but it's actually a section in our budgeting book, in our in our budgeting chapter, in our textbook, and it's called the envelope accounting system, right? I don't know if I, any of you have ever used the envelope accounting system, but if you have it, this might be a good thing for you and your spouse or your family or your household to use um, to avoid getting into any unnecessary credit card debt, okay? So here's how it works. It's it's very basic. Um, as a teacher, we only get paid once a month, right? So on payday, um, I go to the bank and I withdraw money for our groceries. So my wife has an envelope that we keep grocery money. I think we spend like $600 a month on groceries. We spend about $400 a month on gas. We give ourselves an allowance, right? And, um, and then we have another like 200 bucks in like fun money. This money comes out every month in cash, And most of the expenses that we deal with are in cash expenses. So why do we do it? Why? I mean, I I could easily track it, right? I can write checks. I've been balancing my checkbooks for years. Um, We even do it on QuickBooks so I can pull a report and see our spending habits and all those sort of stuff. I could do that. But this is actually a little bit better because I um, I have no recourse when it comes to overspending, Right? If I only have this much money in my wallet, then I really have to think about, is that purchase worth buying? 
is this product or is this thing that I want to buy worth the money I have in my wallet? I only have so much. See, when you have a card, it's much more, it's much easier to impulsively buy things. I go to 7-Eleven, for example, and, you know, well, first of all, 7-Eleven's impulsive right off the bat. But let's say you're at Walmart or something, right? You're doing your grocery shopping, and you look over, you're checking out all those things, by the way, at the checkout, those are impulse buys, right? So you look over, and you're like, "Mm, I'll grab this Snickers, and throw it on the pile. You swipe, you're off, you're, you're going. Well, think of that same Snickers, and you only have a $50 bill. Or a $20 bill. Do you want to break that $20 bill or that $50 bill for that one Snickers? Maybe, maybe not. But the thought crossed your mind. And because that thought crossed your mind, you're considering and weighing the option whether this item is worth the purchase. And that little split second, that determination is going to be the difference between you impulsively just buying something and not. You dealing in cash and you acquiring extra debts. So those debts, I mean, you know, and and that's just a system that I use at home, right? That's the system that the wife and I use at home. That doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. So in 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 today like in today's class when I was talking about perspective and using, you know, your stories and other people's, you know, perspectives on how they do things, the nice the thing about math is usually in math classes you're right or you're wrong. But in finance, there's not really a right or wrong way. It's how you're going to get to your destination. We're, most of us are, in, our, are the, in the accumulation phase of our own personal finance. We're taking money from our earnings, putting it away, and we're either putting it in some investment account or we're buying real estate or we're buying stocks or we're buying whatever. The point is we're accumulating funds so that it gets to the top of the hill, right? Accumulation is up the hill until we reach the peak, that top point. When we reach that top point, we begin to go on the downturn. The downturn is usually the the, the retirement side, where you're going to pull like a 4% of whatever you put away, whatever, whatever. But the point is, that downhill, that reduction of income, once you've accumulated that, that reduction of income is supposed to last you the rest of your life. That's the goal. But how you get to the peak of that mountain, there are a number of different ways. And that is where the fascination for me in business and in personal finance comes from. There is no right or wrong answer. It's a math class, yes, but the strategies that you use, there are no right or wrong answers. If you ask the Dave Ramseys of the world, they're going to tell you that you should have zero debt. You should buy everything in cash. Debt is not a good thing. You should always have full payment for everything you do. Maybe you borrow for a house, but you pay that off as fast as you can. And that is one way to achieve wealth. Right? You pay off your home, which is, by the way, your largest expense. So for those of you who are crushing it out there, why aren't you having a home purchased and paying it off? Is one of my opinions, right? If you pay off your home, that's one major expense you don't have to pay for and less that you have to work to earn the lifestyle that you want to live. So there's nothing wrong with that one. But you go to the other side and you talk to the Grant Cardones or the Robert Kiyosaki's of the world, and it's all about leverage. Right? You need to borrow as much money as you possibly can right now because money's cheap. Interest rates are like at less than 5%. So their money is very inexpensive. You should be borrowing as much as possible, buying a ton of assets that spit out cash and have that cash be enough to cover your expenses. Hence, you hit the top of your accumulation phase. And there's nothing wrong with that strategy. It's a strategy. But did you know that there's more than one strategy? Those are just two 
There are plenty of other ways to do whatever it is that you want to do, but these two strategies are in place for some people who deal with uh, who don't want to deal with any leverage. They just want to have cash budgets. That's the envelope accounting system that we use. Or there's the other side of the program, right? There's the leverage side of the program. And on the leverage side of the program, you're borrowing as much money as possible. Right or wrong? It's not the point. The point is, when we're in the classroom, we want to teach kids the options that they have so that they make informed decisions. That's what this podcast to me is all about, giving you information so that you make an informed decision. Speaking of that, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, right, I got the little drone quotes right here in the corner of one of our show sponsors. So dronequotes.net is one of those things where I want to give you the information needed so you make a good buying choice. Look, I don't care what solar company you go with. That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is that A, you don't spend all of your time sitting in front of presentations and B, you don't know how to really read an estimate. So you want to make sure that you get as much information as possible. So you make an informed decision. Now, Maybe the solar company helps you with roofing. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're a good credit. You know, they're a good company. Maybe they're not. But you don't do that kind of research. That's what dronequote.net is for. Literally, they're going to come over to your house. They're going to take a drone. They're going to measure your rooftop. They're going to send that information over to roofing contractors, over to solar companies. And then you're going to get estimates in your, in your email, or at least in your portal. And you're going to choose which one is the best one for you. You're going to get all the information possible so that you can make a educated and informed decision. Just like I'm doing in the classroom with the students, that's exactly what I wanna do with you guys. So you're not gonna pay drone quote a thing. You're choosing to buy solar. They're just helping you do it the easy way. Dronequote.net forward slash business bros. Help us out. If you guys go to the website, get the information that you need, um, and then when you buy solar, we get a little thank you from, from dronequote.net. That's the agreement we have with them. So like I said, it's easy if it's something that you already want to do. So go ahead and do it. Dronequote.net forward slash business bros. So anyways, ladies and gents, um, I mean, that's what, that's what it's all about. It's giving you enough information so that you can make an informed decision. Look, that's what salespeople, really good salespeople, that's what they do. You are already in a position where you need to buy or sell something, right? A good salesperson will identify those needs or help you identify those and then help you get to where you want to go using their product or service. That's all it is. So I'm a salesperson. I sit in front of a classroom with 30 plus kids every single day and I try to get them to buy into the concept that I'm teaching them. Whether it's banking, whether it's, you know, loans, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, taxes, I have to get a 17-year-old kid to want to learn that topic. That is a sales job. Sure, they call it a teacher, but that's a sales job. Every time I get on the show on this podcast, I'm trying to sell you on something. Sometimes it's an idea. Sometimes it's a concept. Sometimes I'm trying to sell you on the idea of you should be doing something, but I'm always selling I'm always trying to bring you value and information that is useful in your life to make yourself better. It's part of my why statement. I want to help you become a better you so that you find purpose and happiness in this world. Because that's what it's all about. Right? So I want you guys kind of to reflect. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework since today was an education thing. Right? I want you guys to think about what it is that you're spending money on on a regular basis. I want literally, if you can, if you do this, I promise you, you're going to look at your own changing habits a little bit different. 
But I tell, I'm telling you right now, this is a therapeutic process. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to take you a good, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half to do this process. But if you do it, you're shedding some light into your own closet. You're taking those skeletons on and you're going to make a change. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your bank statement, the most active account you have, and I want you to get the last three months bank statements. And you're going to do this for each month. You're going to go through each transaction and you're going to put it, is it gas? Was it fun money? Was it uh, restaurants or fast food? And was it groceries? And was it fuel? Okay, those things, that's it. That's Those are the categories we want. Those five things. And you're going to end up combining some two. You're going to see that there's some progression. Every time I go to Starbucks, Starbucks is not fast food. Yes, it's going to go. It's going in the fast food category. I know it's not fast food, but that's where it's going to go, right? A little bit of fine dining. That's some fun. You might be able to throw it in the fun, but I just kind of want you to throw it in the food or, or fast food section because you know what? We're going to look at our grocery bills. We're going to look at everything that we spend money on, and we're going to create these little categories. And I want you just to take a look at your skeletons when you're on your own personal finance. If you can look at those and just say, look, I can't believe I spent X amount of dollars on fast food this month. You know, I could really cut down. Maybe it's going to cut down on your expenses. Maybe it's going to cut down on your health. Maybe you're going to make changes because whatever you see in the story of your life on the transactions that you have is going to make an impact in what you do on a daily basis, right? Going forward. Today's a good day to start. If you've ever thought, you know what, I'm in a financial hole, what's going on? You might have an outlook, uh, outside perspective. So take those accounts, put them in different categories, right? Make sure you have the categories, food, uh, sorry, uh, gas, food, fast food, um, fun, and pressure. Can't even think of the fifth one. Anyways, rewind this and you'll see the, the five categories that'll come back to me in a little bit. But put down your five categories and get those budgets squared away. Look at how much you're spending there. Make those changes for yourself and at least make those small little, like, like uh, shine a light so you can make those small little changes that are going to affect the outcome of your future. Now you want to save for a car. You have that ability because you see where you're spending your money on and where you can take from one thing and apply it to another. Now maybe you're in a position where you can buy a house. Now maybe you're in a position where you can pay down that credit card debt. Now you're in a position where you're going to put money away for yourself for a savings so you have an emergency fund. It takes a little bit of effort. Chances are you're already making enough money as it is right now. The difference between where you are and where you want to be is two places. It's a lifestyle change and it's, a, it's, it's looking and, and being disciplined. If you're disciplined at where you are today, appreciate the things you have, stop trying to live beyond your means, and then learn to increase your means, that's a whole different ballgame. Most of us do it backwards. Most of us are always looking forward at the things we want, always spending and getting into debt to get small things that we want, and because of that, we never get to where we want to go, right? Stop, stop thinking about what you don't have. Focus on what you want and take steps to get there. Step number one analyze your finances just go down your list put them in the five different categories rate yourself you are the one who's in control of whatever it is that you want to do in your life you are the one who's going to take control of your personal finance you're going to take control of your health you're going to take control of all those things but it takes facing those things up front just perspective anyways 
Hope you guys enjoyed that. 365 pairs of shoes, ladies and gents, is what we're looking for. So if you have new shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate cash, hit James up, 619-884-0045, or james at csfirst.com. Make sure you go to dronequote.net forward slash business bros. I need to be working on that Nelly uh, in her uh, parody that I'm doing for Drone Quote. That's going to be a fun one. So make sure you guys go there for all your solar needs. And we are hiring, if you're looking for a job, 9 to 5 in Coronado, um, administrative work, you know somebody who needs to get a job, hit James up again, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. We are going to be holding interviews very soon, so let's get on this as soon as possible. That's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for uh, hopping on the show. Appreciate it. Peace, and I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.